afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. Today's Friday. We have a weekend coming. I'm so excited for that. Um, Me too. Before we get started, Mike Boring. That's his real name, by the way. Mike Boring. Pretty interesting. <laughs> Thank you so much. God bless you. Merry Christmas to you as well. Um, yeah, we say good afternoon because the the audio version of the podcast that we're recording right now goes out at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. So it's kind of the afternoon for those folks. So good afternoon. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about today, Frank, on the Friday show. First, though, we have to do some mockery. Are you ready for some mockery? Sure. We're going to mock the Governor Newsom and first partner, Siebel Newsom. California Capitol virtual tree lighting ceremony that they had to make virtual because the Hamas protesters were going to bomb their event. Oh, good. See, listen, it's their right. It's their right to bomb protests. So we're just going to do a virtual this year. Yeah. We don't want to upset anybody. Yeah. So here, just just listen. You can listen. Watch on delay is fine, but it's so disenchanted. So bad. I have to play some. Here we go. Here it is. Tree lighting. What kind of a tree? Seasons greetings and happy holidays, California. Welcome to the lighting of the California State Capitol tree. The lighting of the Capitol tree is one of our family's favorite traditions. Oh, is so it? In a year- so that's why I have to read this script as I tell you about it. Right. <laughs> Just- what kind of a tree is it, Sybil? Huh? Uh, you know, uh, the one thing I don't understand here, I don't know. I know going to a holiday event th- with liberals is like, ugh. it's like it's like it's like being served vegetable lasagna. It's just <laughs> it just does. It just always feels like, uh, can we go? Can we go to like an In-N-Out burger or can we go to a Burger King? I feel I feel more loved there. That has been rife with hardship and challenges. We welcome these precious moments when we can slow down and come together in the spirit of gratitude, joy, and togetherness. Look at this. It's so to start, fake. Chairman Tarango. It's so fake. Like, I just have to rewind that a little bit and just watch these people that they're getting the close up on here. We come together in the spirit of gratitude, joy, and togetherness. Yeah. To start, as soon as, soon as, as, soon as the cameras, as soon as the cameras stopped rolling, she went, hate this fucking shit. She's just like, like <laughs> join togetherness. They show a couple of shots of some of their more radical members of their staff hugging each other with fake smiles <laughs> on their faces. I, yeah. yeah. The tribe who have called this land home since time immemorial will begin with the traditional it's blessing. Immemorial, not memorial. But time immemorial. Is- to which? What's the origin point of this time in memorial? Can you tell tell us a little about the origin <laughs> of this of this sacred vague season you're talking about here? It's 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 like seriously, someone should parody this. It's nine minutes long. Here, oh. wait, here, wait. And what we have is an extraordinarily diverse and resilient California community that's sounds overcome horrible. So much together. 
That's right, and the tree lighting is a time to remember that what unites us is more powerful than what divides us. You know, what the dedicated that? team at the That's California what they're doing Department with their hands. of Developmental <laughs> Services have participated in the tree lighting ceremony, get this, every year for the past 40 years. It's we are so, so grateful for stupid. all of the work that they do to ensure that Californians with developmental disabilities are able to live as active, independent, and valued members of their communities. You know, if I ever mistakenly swallow poison, <laughs> just send me this link and it'll it'll work just as well as Ipecac. Oh. It'll I, I I mean it's I can you can you imagine being a person where playing this this resonates with you? No. You, is there anybody out there that this actually obviously this is a, a shallow facade performance but is there any anybody out there who felt warm fuzzy feelings inside when they saw it you think so no no mm -mm. anyway i'm not gonna bore everyone with the rest of this but i'll link it below i couldn't believe what i was watching i was like what the hell is this what is this oh my god it's terrible yeah Whew. okay now, before we get into Hunter Biden being indicted uh, again, Technofog has a fantastic summary that it's 50-something pages long. Apparently, I haven't read the whole thing yet, but they do a really good job of kind of slamming Hunter Biden where he belongs. And some of the stuff in there is so unbelievable. It's like Unbelievable Friday. That's what I should have named the show. But this person, I don't know who they are. Cultural husbandry <laughs> did a thread about the bombing of that, the explosion of that house and that dude. Mm -hmm. Let's go step by step. He's The house is owned by James Wu. Where was it? Burlington Street in Arlington. Who is James Wu's dad? Ki Hong Yu, American University, CIA cutout. He had a plan. He wrote a plan to retake North Korea with bio agents for the president of South Korea in this picture. Who is his mother? Uh, Ann Shin Yu, U.S. State Department, CIA, Voice of America lead broadcaster for South Korean division of U.S. propaganda mouthpiece Voice of America. Who was James Yu? Long career, most notable job was head of global information and physical security at Global Crossing. What's Global Crossing? An espionage central. Uh, it was espionage central and an international spying apparatus that is still in operation today. Founded by Gary Winnick in 1997. Uh, Gary. Gary. Gary is, it died on November 4th, exactly one month before the U-House explosion. Um, doesn't say how he died, though. So. He was watching a Gavin Newsom Christmas lighting. <laughs> Just took him right out. Basically, the thread goes through all of the connections here that mean that James Yu wasn't actually just some mentally disturbed guy who thought everyone was spying on him. And maybe there was actually something to this. It's just super interesting. F fiber optics, all kinds of... Sh anyway, I'll just put it in the show notes for people to read. It's... So does, does he... Does uh, I mean, aside from building this dossier in this thread, does cultural husbandry make any... take any time to speculate or pull it all together and say what he thinks is going on? Yes. Um, he says, what we're looking at is a hit, murder, assassination, a very public hit, and the second to strike members of Global Crossing within a month. 
and it involves the highest level of government and industry. Global Crossing's board had William Cohen, the Secretary of Defense under Clinton, Elena Lagomasina, CEO of J.P. Morgan, and Richard Pearl, the Assistant Secretary of Defense under Reagan. So, so what does this so what all about, mean? Yeah. means people responsible for building the cyber infrastructure in Iraq post-invasion, the infrastructure whose point was to provide the U.S. intel community with a total backdoor access into not just Iraq's digital communications, but all of Europe's, are now being killed off one by one. Now, that is quite a leap to make. I'm not endorsing or verifying any of this. Let me just get that out there. But it is super interesting because people were talking about these connections immediately after they started researching Mr. Yu. Yeah, but what about um, what of the the LinkedIn ravings about being spied on by neighbors and the frivolous lawsuits against his wife and all that? Like, does that um, it, are those still real? And do they not give any kind of insight into his mental state? They were like he, he could, they were real. But think about what happens to people when they are being attacked and they think that they know that they're, someone's following them, let's just say. and they're Just convinced. because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. He mm. could have just extrapolated out his paranoia to everybody because he was so overwhelmed by what was happening to him. I don't know. I don't know. It's just interesting. <laughs> after this week, after this week, I'm going to start suing Lauren and Aurora too. It's Friday. So we have to. I'm gonna. In fact, I'm gonna. After I get off the air tonight, today, I'm with you. I'm going to draft my first lawsuit against Aurora. Well, let me know if you need help. I mean, I'm good at those kind of things. This week we had. I had a poll flip show with Ben Davidson on Wednesday. That really bummed me out. Forget that noise. Sense. Just forget that. What are you gonna do? You can't do anything about it. Oh yeah, you have to go to Colorado. There's no other place to go, and we only have. 20, it, it fits right into the Agenda 2030 timeline in an eerie way. Last night, we had Ashton Forbes come on. How did that go? With Ashton Forbes? Yeah. It, that's another one where he's just, it's, it's, uh, it's so solid. The presentation is so solid. You should really just check it out. I'm going to have I, both those interviews um, isolated. I, st I shared it yesterday for everybody I told everybody to watch it on Twitter I said this is going to be a good one but I, I couldn't watch it I have too much shit going on oh by the way Frank you don't have to worry about cursing anymore because we're not broadcasting on radio I made they dropped us they did they didn't want to but I kind of pushed it because I'm tired of having to jot down timestamps and like worry about what we're going to talk about and it's not them they're just they, they their audience is Christian and like we just I just don't think it's a it's a good fit. What happened was I sent them a show and and we'd played a video and there were two f bombs in the video and I didn't realize it and didn't tell them. So the f bombs went out over Christian radio. Yeah, yeah. Not okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, even if it's not, even if it's you know a lot more secular radio, there's still that those little slips. I I get it. And, and I can't. Course, I can't. I'm going to make another mistake. I'm guaranteeing I will make another mistake. And I didn't want to put them in that position that I could possibly make a mistake. And I didn't want to change up this show so much that we're not freewheeling with our F-bombs and S-bombs. So... Yeah, and we're not that, and we're not freewheeling anyway. But no. every once in a while, you know, it's new media. There is no FCC. No. No. For the time being. Anyway. So, yeah, just... 
don't worry about that anymore. Let it go. Let it go. Um, you're going to isolate those two interviews for everybody. Yeah, that's part of that's going to be part of new practice. I actually today I four o'clock I have uh, my first intern meeting. I have two interns I, every uh, every semester. My buddy Mike, who is a uh, professor over here in New York at Bosey's, um, sending me two of his video students for internship that's going to work under my video director and that's one of the daily activities we're going to be having if he wants isolating. to send me some journalists i'm happy to have them well he uh, there might be journalism uh, at uh, at his school he's an he's an audio video guy though so it wouldn't be in his department Just but i'm telling you everybody everybody in new media should be opening up uh should opening up small low cost divisions with interns there's tons of interns looking for remote work, everything. Yeah, I can't find any, so. You gotta look. You gotta, you gotta put yourself out there. Contact schools. Well, that's good. I'm glad for you on that. Well, it's so, one last thing I gotta do. Yeah, so here's all the, here's all of the, the, we'll put this thread in the show notes for everybody today so that they can read through it for themselves and make a judgment call on their own. I'm not doing it. I'm not verifying nor unverifying any of this information or how it ties together. It's very interesting. He's got screenshots and sourcing. So, yeah, it is interesting because, of course, that that's a lot more of a comprehensive background full of connected dots than even the initial reporting from that that other guy was when it came out. Yeah, yeah, and it makes me laugh every every day or every every couple days. I get some per- person in our chat saying how I'm a fed and it, I love it so much. I'm a fed Frank. Did you know, aren't you a fed too? I, I had suspicions after all these years. I had, I had suspicions. God, I just never had the, the courage to ask you. <laughs> I was even afraid in all of the our, answer. Even all our private conversations. <laughs> I, have, I have just, I've been afraid of the answer. <laughs> Okay, let's get on to Hunter Biden being indicted last night. Uh, nine count felony. Everybody's asking when's the next Trump indictment coming then? Because that's typically what happens. So everybody's waiting for whatever the next Trump deal is going to be. But can I just like, according to, to the special counsel, Hunter Biden engaged in a four year scheme to not pay at least $1.4 million in self-assessed federal taxes he owed for 2016 through 2019 from in or about January 2017 through around October 15, 2020, and to evade the assessment of taxes for the tax year of 2018 when he didn't when he filed false returns. Listen to this. He subverted the payroll and tax withholding process of his own company, Owasco PC, by withdrawing millions outside of the payroll and tax withholding process, spent millions on an extravagant lifestyle. In 2018, he failed to pay his outstanding and overdue taxes. He willfully failed to pay the rest of the years. But what he spent the money on, he had $1.664 million in ATM cash withdrawals spent $683,000 in payments to various women, women, a new euphemism for hookers, apparently. $600,000 on sex. Yeah, and and $188,000 or $189,000, really, on adult entertainment. So nearly a million dollars on on sex. Yeah. The, um, indi- That's a 
problem. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the indictment also details the office expenses or other deductions he used to lessen his burden, which included a $1,500 Venmo payment to an exotic dancer, $11,500 paid to an escort for two nights, and a $30,000 payment for his daughter's law school tuition, and $1,248 to fly an exotic dancer from Los Angeles to New York. Um, he also falsely claimed that $86,000 paid to his girlfriends were wages to employees of uh, Owasco. And then there were nearly 100 supposed travel expenditures worth nearly $134,000 um, that were I'm not. Trying to, I'm trying to think of any scenario in which paying another person $11,000 over the course of 48 hours just to have sex with me is is ever worth it. I, I, I guess if you're if you are just making stupid, unending bank from international energy consortiums and all that, I mean, I guess when you feel when you've been brought up to just expect the millions to never stop coming and and to expect to be able to skirt tax law and all that stuff because of uh, who your family is and how invested they are in global systems as well. I, I guess that's just part of it. Maybe it's just that there's actually no attachment to the money. Uh, but then again, I also know what addiction does too. So there's people with far less than 100 Biden who have given far more, unfortunately. But man, oh man. Look at all the money he could have saved with a good strong hand. <laughs> that, oh my if, <laughs> Mike, it's probably just that it's you got it's like that 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 tool song stink fist. You just need more to to stimulate yourself after a while when you're so over overstimulated. I mean, he probably wore his hand out decades ago. It's so gross and so sad because, you know, there was abuse. You already know there was abuse. I mean, look at what no the daughter is writing in her diary about showering with her dad. Who I've never, no, mm -mm, nah, nope. And you know what? It's funny because um, there was the debate the other night and Nikki Haley just really got destroyed in the debate. And it was funny to, to meet her, to watch her try and pretend as though she didn't walk away from the bathroom protection bill here in South Carolina, which would have stopped opposite sex from using bathrooms and schools and stuff like that. She refused to sign it, said she wouldn't do such a thing. And then she was like, nobody does that in South Carolina. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Want to know why I know it's bullshit? Because it happened in my school. And not only did it happen in my school to my daughter, but we were at a recital and Will was in the bathroom using the urinal. And a girl, thinking she's a boy, walked into the bathroom as he was using the urinal. Tell me that's not the most effing uncomfortable thing. Some 17-year-old girl walks in while you're using the urinal. Because and she said you do? She she went into a stall. I mean, yeah, and he just like quickly went left. into a stall to pop a squat like a girl. <laughs> I mean, damn. He was like beside himself. Like, I can't believe that just happened. Like, what the hell? So yeah. anyway, um, the House GOP is taking a major step towards formalizing the Biden impeachment inquiry. At this rate, they'll have it done by the time the 2024 election rolls around. Amazing how fast everything works. Mm -hmm. Man. Speaking of that, I have a clip I'm going to play 
from Mike Johnson yesterday. It's raising eyebrows all over the place. I want your honest opinion of this, okay? All right. This is Mike Johnson at the NACL, uh, the National Association of Christian Lawmakers. Just listen to this. Hold on, hold on. That's not good. Here we go. Can you put that up a little? No. That's as high as it goes. I don't understand this. Can you hear it? I can hear it. I just but you know, after the fact it might be a little Okay, go ahead. Just go from the beginning again. Okay. Nobody's hearing it. I don't know why I hear it. Let's it, try it's, it. It's, it's very faint. What about like this? Okay, I don't know. Let me read the quote that everybody's going nuts about, okay? Because I wrote it out this morning for somebody. I don't get this. It's not me. It's the sound on the clip. It's it's not me. I know. The internet is full of... I don't know why people would upload, upload these... Uh, these clips that they're so low the, the, the YouTube is filled with barely barely audible clips that when you play them back on a broadcast it's like what the hell so he says quote the Lord began to wake me up through this three-week process we were in the middle of in the middle of the night to speak to me and to write things down plans and procedures and ideas on how we could pull the conference together and then he goes on to basically say that the Lord said, now it's your turn to step up. And he's hearing that God talked to him and he's responding and whatever. And he just shared that openly out loud at this conference. And people are losing their minds. What do you think? I, I don't know. You know, I, uh, when I hear people like Mike Johnson talk like this, I always think that they're full of shit. I don't know. And, and, and um, I don't know. I just, I just, I just think that they're full of shit. I and and I'm and I'm a I'm a person who prays a lot now, and I'm I I'm learning new newer newer ways of approaching prayer, and I believe in his power, and I believe in God. But I I don't know. So 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 did God tell him to 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 bring up a a uh, an an ejection vote for George Santos and. I mean, I, I that's, no, but he's I saying don't. basically what he's saying is that he is automatic writing. Do you know what that is? What? So, so he, like his writing is divinely inspired. No, he's automatic writing. Like he's saying he's waking up in the middle of the night and he's going and sitting down and just writing down all the down, like whatever he's getting in the middle of the night. He'll wake up and go do that. That's like classic well, automatic writing. But what is he? What is he getting? And and it's plans I don't know. and procedures and whatever he's getting. It doesn't matter. The topic is neither here nor there. It doesn't matter what he's being given. The fact that he's saying this out loud blows my mind because if you look into the CIA and their old documents that are now available, automatic writing is one of the things they go to all the time for people who are going through their, uh, you know, sort of gateway esque programs. Well, I'd like to see exactly what his plans are then. 
and and then and then we can go back and and judge whether or not I, if it came from God or if if he if it's just uh, I, but I don't know. I'm not. I would never in a million years judge somebody like this. Like I can't. Who knows what he's hearing or who he's hearing it from or whatever. Maybe it is. Maybe he has that kind of relationship with God and he's not shy to share it with people. I don't know. But I just think that everybody's slamming him in here. Like, let the man be. Let him be. Well, he can say whatever he wants. Uh, when it comes to somebody in his position, and then most people in similar positions, not even just politics, it, it's really one of those things where you got you have to analyze and assess their corpus of work after they're done and uh but as i wake up in the middle of the night and i i involuntarily grab for my phone it, it used to be a little notepad and a pen but it, it takes too long i just grab my phone and i start writing myself an email especially if it's a a really uh, impactful dream or if it was an idea or someone i I felt I spoke to in a dream or anything like that. Uh, so, you know, there there are there are things I try to capture before they go cuz anything that happens in a dream state is almost like popping bubbles, you know, you, you'll you'll lose it as quick as it came. So, I understand that part of it, but I don't know. That, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. He hasn't been too impressive so far. I mean, I'm not going to place his performance as speaker next to his thoughts about his faith which are very strong. So whether he believes what he's doing or not is not the point. I just can't believe so many people are attacking this man for, for talking about this openly. He obviously very earnestly believes it. If you see him, you can tell. And I just, I don't know. I just think it's wrong to attack him for, for thinking that, I don't know, whatever. I guess well, I'm in the I minority. <laughs> I, wouldn't have a, I wouldn't have attacked him if I had seen this clip per se, but... um. I would have perhaps kept it to myself. Well, that's the thing. I said, word to the wise from now on, just keep this kind of stuff to yourself because people aren't aren't primed to hear it or even comprehend it. Yeah, especially if things turn out badly. Then it looks bad on God. Yeah, right? Then God <laughs> takes the hit, not him. <laughs> they, yeah, seriously. You're setting God up for a big fail if you do poorly over the next year. No, so, uh, somebody in it, Della, listen, Della, Della says that's an excuse not to attack, not to attack him. No, 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 no. You misunderstand. I don't mean don't attack him on his policy. I mean, don't attack him for telling you what his experience was. There's a big difference. I have to be very specific when I talk. Otherwise, people, I'm clearly not communicating properly. So I would, if I were Mike Johnson, I would have written a book after my time as speaker is done and and talked about this the things that were happening in the in the in the meantime but when you are uh when you're presiding over a body politic that is so insane you're just giving people fuel to say oh okay well this guy this guy is uh is getting all of his policy ideas from his his dream from like a uh, a mystical source or he's like the uh, oracle of delphi or something like that i it's just something i would have as authentic as it may it, it may be, I would have just kept it to to more private circles and and carried on. It came from right wing watch, just to give you an idea. Of course, it did. They're 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 using it against him too. So yes, and yes, oh. his audience was people who were receptive to his message a hundred percent. But in in today's day and age, anyway. 
But that's that. Mm. Now, now, I have a clip from Elise Stefanik yesterday when there, first of all, let me get this out of the way. And I don't know if you'll agree with me, Frank. First question. We know what's going on on college campuses with all the hate speech and, you know, the the pro-Hamas sympathizers and the hate Jews and all of that. It's all terrible. I hate it all. Why do the presidents of universities, private institutions, need to come and sit before Congress and be questioned about their institutions? I don't know. There's nothing. I, maybe because there's nothing else to do. I don't know. Uh we're, we're, we're in such an insane country where we don't do anything that makes sense. We set ourselves up for future failure. And then when that failure arrives, then we have hearings about it. And then in the, in the hearings, you get people making all types of... It, it, there really is no sense to it. It's like a... It, it's such circular... Like, this is where you can really make a lot of money as a psychic, so-called psychic. Because it's so easy to see what's coming down the pike 5, 10, 15, 20 years. You can make a lot of money pretending to be clairvoyant just because we are so insane and the patterns are so defined. And I don't know, this is just one of them. I mean, anybody, anybody, just even eight years ago, actually, no, no, it was already very bad eight years ago, 10, 15 years ago, if you start seeing things that you, that we we were seeing popping up on on campuses like at Harvard, or UC Berkeley, uh, you see the kind of the, um, the the kind of rejection of basic American the tenets of American society, like free speech and open debating, and and you know shying away from any kind of any kind of intellectual but conflict or whatever. Um, you see that going on 10, 15 years ago. You have to imagine. And the voices that they're amplifying and this DEI stuff before it was called DEI, I, that that takes root and it spins out of control pretty, pretty damn quick. I, you could you could have bet the house on it that we were going to be this bad. Uh, so uh, it, I just I don't feel like, as we know, it's it's the House Education Committee holding a hearing about anti-Semitism on college campuses. And like Elise Stefanik has a lot of really amazing points we're going to listen to in a second. Um, and it's good this video is on. I have to step out for two seconds and come yeah. back. But I've listened to this already. But I do not see the role of government demanding what actions this president has taken against her students at Harvard. Like, why is government involved in demanding anything from a private college? Now, I know, I know they're intertwined and the money flows and it's not really a private institution i know but technically the way it stands right now this should not even be something that even happens let alone house, house education committee should not exist exactly exactly that's my point um why is she wearing a mask I, you're, you're because she's nuts and as a matter of fact i have right after this and we go through how these institutions are all of a sudden losing hundreds of millions of dollars because they're not taking a hard enough stance against the anti-Semitism that's going on. That's a weird turn I did not expect. Um, there's a COVID story that we have to read. It's 908. Hopefully we get to it. And then I also hope we get, I was just granted access to Grok this morning. I want to ask Grok some questions from the audience and see what it says. So hopefully we'll get there too. But I'm going to play this. And it's five, it's five minutes long, but it's worth it. It's worth the five minutes. And I'll be right back. Frank, just pretend that I'm still here. Okay. 
All right, I got five minutes to run and come back. <laughs> Here we go. Thank you. Ms. Stefanik, you're recognized for five minutes. Dr. Gay, a Harvard student calling for the mass murder of African Americans is not protected free speech at Harvard, correct? Our commitment to it's free speech. It's a yes speech. or no question. Is that corrected? Is that okay for students to call for the mass murder of African Americans at Harvard? Is that protected free speech? Our commitment to free speech. It's a yes extends. or no question. Let me ask you this. You are president of Harvard, so I assume you're familiar with the term intifada, correct? I've heard that term, yes. And you understand that the use of the term intifada in the context of the Israeli-Arab conflict is indeed a call for violent armed resistance against the state of Israel, including violence against civilians and the genocide of Jews. Are you aware of that? That type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. And there have been multiple marches at Harvard with students chanting, quote, there is only one solution, intifada revolution, and quote, globalize the intifada. Is that correct? I've heard that thoughtless, reckless, and hateful language on our campus, yes. So based upon your testimony, you understand that this call for intifada is to commit genocide against the Jewish people in Israel and globally, correct? I will say again, that type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. Do you believe that type of hateful speech is contrary to Harvard's code of conduct, or is it allowed at Harvard? She can't answer a question. Did, you, did we get there yet? Yeah, well, she's making her way through. I mean, she, she answers this. It's, it's gross. Here. It is at odds with the values of Harvard. Can you but not say here that it is also, against the code of conduct at Harvard? We embrace a commitment to free expression, even of views that are objectionable, offensive, hateful. It's when that speech crosses into conduct that violates our policies against bullying, harassment, Does that speech and not cross that barrier? Does that speech not call for the genocide of Jews and the elimination of Israel? When you testify that you understand that is the def definition of intifada. Is that speech, speech according to the code of conduct or not? We embrace a commitment to free expression and give a wide berth to free expression, even of views. It's like a robot is sitting up there. It's how they all are. Yep. She can't even answer. I, I won't even play the rest of it. I mean, it's only the, another minute or two, or two more minutes or so, but. You know, I, I, this is the topic du jour because of what's what has been uh, reignited in the Middle East. But I mean, again, uh, st students, teachers and, and then outside of even the school system, it is grossly and proudly anti-white. Well, yeah. And that is that's the constant. And n nothing, nothing makes the house shake down to its foundation like the the, the claim of anti-Semitism, though, which is why I just kind of I, I just kind of my eyes glaze over when when this stuff uh, starts happening. I wish it was just a little bit more evenly applied. She goes yeah. into how they have uh, banned and censored conservative activists and speakers on the on the campus because their speech is hateful and then makes the comparison between that 
and what these lefties are saying. Um, and just and there's another clip that I want to play real quick from from uh, that hearing. This is um, the, the president of, of the University of Pennsylvania. Listen to this one. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your if testimony it, that it, you will not answer yes? If it uh, is, if the yes speech or becomes, no. if the speech becomes. So here's the thing. Okay, this isn't a case of the First Amendment, whether it can be applied or not, Frank. The Congresswoman is questioning the university on their own policy and whether or not they are upholding it. Now, that is where me, Tracy, small government libertarian, comes in and says, this is wrong. Like, do I agree with any of the speech? No. But I also don't agree that Congress should be waving a cudgel over a university on how they apply its policies. Are they applying them correctly? No, I don't think so at all. But why is Congress involved? It, I, yeah, it should. It, this is this is like Congress getting involved with the uh, the baseball steroid scandal. Um, yes, I mean it's uh, it's just one of those things. Now, now it, it's the the most extreme. It's one of the more extreme forms of speech. Yes, but it is still a form of speech. If you say I, I hey, listen, I believe that, that all. That I want per- all that person could get a, that person could say that and not have any consequence like in America. Right. They can right. say that out loud and not have a consequence, which is the whole point of the First Amendment. Until they take some action to do what they're saying, they're f- protected to say it. So Congress- and, they may, and they may be liable if a group of people go and act, uh, act in a way that explicitly shows that it would they were inspired by their call i mean that that would definitely get them in that would definitely get them in hot water too but the speech itself i don't know i mean and, and there would also people be saying that hey hey a person can call for one thing or another it could just be a bad day for them and they could want to call for the entire world to go and be incinerated because they just can't stand their circumstances and you know we all have bad days we say things we don't like or we can just have you know really um, it could be more than just a bad day, but if you cross from speech into action, that's where that's that's really that that line, and it's a it's a it's where your principles are tested. Somebody prin- somebody in the comments said, if the school receives public funds, they should be called out by authorities. The problem with that is, even if they do receive public funds, I would then argue their policies are unconstitutional. So then you have that quandary. Yeah. And, and and this is another reason why anybody that takes a dime from the federal government loses so much of their autonomy. And all of a sudden, their privacy is gone, and now they have uh, oversight from a uh, a body 
a legislative body that is, I mean, is as nuts as any of the children on their campuses are, you know? It's, and so now, like, you know, based on this hearing yesterday, the president of the, of Penn that we just listened to, a hundred million dollar quote, I guess, contract for residents has been withdrawn because they broke the contract by allowing this kind of uh, policy to be um, abused. So there's $100 million from Penn gone, gone, just overnight gone. Okay. And then the um, the other one was uh, there was another money money loss deal from, from another university too. Their people are yanking their money out of the Good. The, if nothing else, this is good for America. <laughs> this is good that these schools are getting smacked down where they need to be. They're churning out militant activists, okay? They're afraid of their own student body, which is why they're on this in this hearing with their tails between their legs. Probably good probably most of them agree with the militant activist students, truthfully. But I don't see any of this happening in terms of the money leaving and endowments and people resigning as a bad thing. I don't. Yeah. It's also causing a huge schism in the Democrat Party, which I don't mind watching either. So I guess it's a win all around. Um, yeah, you can. So. They, they definitely they definitely are are scared like that. All these people that have been called before this this hearing, they're caught between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. I mean, uh, they could have their house bombed if they say the wrong thing. <laughs> And they can go. I mean, the next time they go back to their office on campus, there could be, you know, 58 crazed lunatics on hormone blockers outside of their <laughs> yes. uh, outside their door. Yes. That's what I'm saying. They're scared. And this is what they have created. So let them reap what they've sown. So that's my thought on that. Um, I want to read. Do you hear Aurora? Do you hear her? No. What is She's. She I don't know. She's got, she's she's some kind of a song that she's made up. That's very cute. Yeah, okay. Um, I want to read this article about JN1. It's an explosive new COVID variant taking off in Britain. The white lung oh. from China didn't work, so they're off to this one now. You ready? JN1. That sounds like some kind of a um like like a, a line of something that you'd find in Lord and Taylor or something. <laughs> New J, JN1 line of what product Cologne would that be? or like, or like. Yeah. Yeah. JN1. Mm. A dab will do ya. Um, JN1 caused one in 13 cases last month, Frank, and it's more prolific because viruses can be prolific now than all the other strains. Officials at the UK Health Security Agency warned it might cause a wave. It might cause a wave, Frank. It might oh, cause. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! The true. Oh my God! I can't take an. I can't take one more wave. They're formally tracking the variant, although that doesn't mean they consider it a threat. Leading infectious disease experts insist the chances of any new variant emerging and threatening to send the world back into lockdown are tiny. The threat of COVID has been drastically reduced by the wall of immunity built up by vaccines and infections. Um, as such, it typically causes an illness similar to the flu, but a potential surges in, surge in cases would cause chaos. This is the article. This is the article. The, the headline says, 
What is JN1? Explosive new COVID variant. <laughs> the artist. <laughs> that could cause chaos. I'll tell you one thing. When I have a uh, a really bad cold or a flu, the last thing I feel is chaotic. I'm just laying around. <laughs> I think that we would be least chaotic if everybody started getting the uh, flu at the same time. And look, yesterday, the Cambridge released a study. I don't know if you saw this. More than a quarter of people injected with the mRNA COVID jab suffered an unintended immune response created by a glitch. A glitch? A glitch. Like what? What do you... What does that mean? Cambridge scientists found such vaccines were not perfect and sometimes led to nonsense proteins being made instead of the desired COVID spike, which mimics infection and leads to antibody production. It was thought the minor tweak to um, uridine caused no problems in cells, but a team of researchers at the University of Cambridge's Medical Research Council Toxicology Unit have now found when this partially synthetic code is read, the protein-making machine in the body sometimes struggles with the uh, with the uh, analogs, which means basically that the, the vaccine is having your body create proteins that it never meant to create, and the body probably hasn't ever seen them before either. And well, thank God they're thank God they're immune from all responsibility right and not only that but they're saying it didn't cause any adverse effects in anybody <laughs> this complete this glitch was perfectly fine yeah 25 percent, a massive a a massive uh admission in itself yeah we know it was more than 25 percent. oh yeah so it, it's massive that they would even admit one quarter was affected by this glitch one hell of a glitch when you can't feel half of your body. One heck of a glitch when your face is hanging off because you've or got... You die. Or you die, or you have, you know, um, myocardial... Or you can't have, have a pregnancy anymore, or, 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 or... Just just a glitch, Frank. It's just a glitch. <laughs> man, man. Just a Thank glitch. God. And the only thing... The only immunity that has been established is the immunity from responsibility. Um, here's the thing. Crazy. I got to correct something here. Ricky, I know, Ricky, this is a sensitive topic for you in the chat. He says, I knew this was coming. It's all Trump's fault because he made us hurry up rather than do the science, even though they've been working on it for something like 20 years. Yes, they have been working on uh, mRNA technology for a, a, a quite a while. I'm not sure if it's 20 years. That's actually not the problem. The problem is they didn't do any trials before it was released into the general public. There was one very ridiculously run trial that unblinded all the participants so that they could choose whether or not to actually get the shot if they had a placebo in the middle of the trial. So they had no idea what the hell was going to happen when this was mass injected into millions and millions and millions of people all over the world. That's why warp speed was a problem. Not because they didn't have the technology, but because the loopholes surrounding what usually has to take place when you go to market with a vaccine were removed completely. That's the problem. Um, and I don't agree with doing that. And I'm sorry if you don't appreciate that I don't agree with doing that, but I don't. And I never will, no matter who does it. Um, and especially because look at Texas Children's Pediatrics mandating that everybody 
in their practice be up to date on the CDC American Academy of Pediatrics vaccine schedule or else find another doctor. Yep. And I would- See, then that's that that's 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 where the real the real issues are. This is a uh, this is an industry wide cultural phenomenon. Um, that that's where the real issues are. If yeah. there was any if there was any resistance in any kind of sense uh, that was being I don't know put forth by doctors, uh, local authorities, then all this stuff would have turned out a lot differently from the lockdowns to the forced inoculations, to the coercion of with employment, all that stuff. It's a, it's a societal society wide weakness. And, um, that's just it. It's a whole lot of problems. So there's more to get into there, but I don't want to get into it too much more deeply. Cause we only have about four more minutes left, but I do, I have two other things we can read about that the text message chain between a man who wants a traditional wife and a woman who wants to be a traditional wife and why they fight with each other which is so funny or we can do questions for grok on this friday morning well i don't know what grok is so i would like to see how it answers questions okay well tell me it's it's the do you have you have questions because i don't have any in my my mind right now well let's see I mean, it's AI. It's an AI engine developed by X. We can ask it anything we want. What would you like to ask it? Like, the first thing I have on my list of grok anything here is roast Tracy Beans base, based on their posts and be vulgar. <laughs> That's the first thing that it gives Oh, me. oh, so you can prompt it with commands. Yeah. It is, it, it's just like chat GBT? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's AI. It's AI. Um, it's Elon Musk developed. Uh, ask it who did nine eleven. Okay. The the meme who did nine eleven. Just that way. Yeah. Well, no. It's it probably won't get it probably won't get the uh, the almost like humor behind the way that that's asked. I don't know. Uh, Searching for who was responsible. Well, okay. 9-11 was a tragic event that was orchestrated by a group of 19 hijackers who were part of the terrorist organization Al-Qaeda, led by the infamous Osama bin Laden. These okay. individuals hijacked four commercial airliners and used them as weapons to attack the United States, targeting the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. And the fourth plane crashed in a field in Pennsylvania after pairing. Okay. Yeah. All right. We got it. We got it. <laughs> but there's um, other things where it's pretty cool on. Let's see. Um... Damn, I wish I would have known this. I could have, I could have brainstormed a little bit. It's one of those situations where you're like, okay, ask me a question. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Let's just keep keep talking, and I'll I'll come up with something. What is, is something we can ask? Is Michelle Obama a woman? That's what somebody in the chat says. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. Well, according to the information provided, Michelle Obama is indeed a woman. She was born as a female and has never been a man. However, there have been some conspiracy theories circulating on the Internet that claim otherwise. These theories are baseless and have been debunked by various sources. Say, uh, can you show, ask it to show you pictures of Michelle Obama pregnant? Picture. Show me a picture of Michelle Obama. Ooh. 
sure, here's a picture of Michelle Obama when she was pregnant. And then it says, image of pregnant Michelle Obama. Isn't she glowing? <laughs> so there's nothing there? It's punk. Michelle Obama oh. When she was pregnant. And then it says, image of pregnant Michelle Obama. All right, Siri, shut up. From the web. Why did that happen? I didn't ask for you. Um, it, it says in brackets, image of pregnant Michelle Obama. It's punking us, basically. Okay. So there is none. Yeah. All right. There is All none. All right. Let's see. What else, people? Uh, did this. Uh, uh, go ahead. What? Are you reading the chat room? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Did the CIA orchestrate the assassination of JFK? Grok says, well, it's a bit of a mystery, isn't it? <laughs> you know, the kind of mystery that would make even Sherlock Holmes scratch his head and say, elementary, my dear Watson, this is a tough one. Now, there are some who say the CIA had a hand in the assassination of JFK. They point to things like their involvement with Lee Harvey Oswald, the alleged assassin, assassin, and the fact that the CIA had a motive to get rid of Kennedy because he was trying to limit their power. But as they say, correlation does not imply causation, right? On the other hand, there are those who say the CIA had nothing to do with it and that Oswald acted alone. They point to the fact that the Warren Commission, which was set up to investigate the assassination, found no evidence of a conspiracy. But as they also say, absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. So what's oh. the truth? Well, it's like that old saying, the truth is out there. But in this case, it might be so far out there that we'll never know for sure. Nope. Okay. So it's it just like all the text generators. It just likes to... Uh, it's a it amalgamates information and tries to sit as firmly on the fence as possible i just want to ask this one is elon musk the antichrist someone said that in the chat they, the, the people the, prince william a lot more people think that prince william is going to be is the antichrist well, I'm not one to gossip, but there are some people who believe that Elon Musk might be the Antichrist. They point to his technological innovations and his plan for a Mars colony as evidence of his otherworldly ambitions. But let's be real. If Elon Musk is the Antichrist, he's doing a pretty terrible job of it. I mean, where are the plagues of locusts and rivers of blood? All we've got is a bunch of electric cars and reusable rockets. <laughs> How about... Uh... I don't know. It's just fun. I'm going to play around with it today. Now, is this something that this is not a, isn't, you need to be granted access to this? Yeah. If you're a premium plus subscriber on Twitter or an X, now you have access to Grok. That, and that's different than just Twitter blue. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I got Twitter blue. If you up it to the next level, then you get this. Gotcha. Well, all right. And a bunch of other things. <laughs> We gotta ask it Christmas questions next time. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a grok a grok session every time we. It doesn't actually work off Google because it spits back out tweets. It spits tweets back at me, like things that it finds on Twitter. Oh, okay. So it's kind of using the Twitter engine, or the X engine. Anyway, that's it today. Ask it if the if the uh, if the polls are going to flip in the next twenty years. let's see are the geographical poles going to shift in the next 20 years well i spent i spelled poll right so they're not thinking i'm talking about political polls well it P -O -L -E. seems, yeah 
It seems like the Poles are playing a game of musical chairs and we're all just waiting to see who gets left standing. According to some sources, the Earth's magnetic field is weakening and it's long overdue for a flip. Some scientists even say it could happen in the next 20 years. But don't worry, it's not like the world is going to turn upside down or anything. The last time the Poles flipped, it took about a thousand years to complete. So we've got plenty of time to prepare for the big switch. I don't know about that. I don't care. Switch, kill me, whatever. I don't care. Oh, oh, <laughs> it will kill you. I don't, oh, whatever. It it's so fine. And you will care when you're dying. Oh, who? Look at this kid. Oh, yeah. Why, why don't we tell Aurora about that? <laughs> Aurora, did you hear about the poles? Did you hear, did you hear about the North Pole? You did? Ugh. Tell, tell Tracy what you think about the North Pole. Tell, uh, tell Tracy oh. that you feel, you feel a lot better now. I feel a lot better. She was sick this week. I know. Good job, Aurora. She's a little. She's a little stuffy, right? Yeah. And a little sneezy. But when you woke up this morning, what did you do? I just sneezed all night. Yeah, but when you came to go, when you uh, came to uh, wake Daddy up, what did you come and say? Talk to Tracy. Daddy. I said, you got to go. You got to come and wake me up tomorrow and tell me, say, Daddy, Daddy, wake up. You got to go talk to Tracy. Aww. And then she and then she's saying, I'm a little I'm a little teapot. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle. Here is my spout. Be a teapot, Aurora. Show her how you do it. I let the teapot shut us out. He is Yay! Ooh, okay. Okay, that's it. You have been listening to the Dark Delight Podcast with... Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Getter X and on uh, Rumble. And you can hear the audio version of the podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on all the podcasting platforms. We will be back on Monday. Later. <laughs>